Welcome to the premiere episode of the Whatever's in Season Sports podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Alex. We're a mom and son, and we are huge sports fans. Each week, we'll be talking about our favorite sport, which, of course, is whatever's in season. On deck today, Pujols and Judge are chasing history. Brady is back, baby. The Gators chomp in the swamp, and Alex wants to talk about soccer. (laughs) But let's kick off the podcast with season one. Major League Baseball. All right, so we're watching Albert Pujols, who is on his way to 700 home runs. Um, is he going to get there? Uh, <laughs> I think he will. He's been on a roll lately. How many, do we know how many games he has left? They have something like 20 games left in the season. Is that right? Yeah, I think most teams have around 30. Oh, 30 games in the season. Okay, so he needs five. So you would think that he has a pretty good shot at it. So we're hoping. Yeah, so, and, he's, and they're actually playing as we are recording right now. Okay. Has, so. he, has he had any at-bats yet? Do we know? Probably. We don't know what um, he's doing tonight. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Well... So if he were to do it, he would join the company of names like Babe Ruth, right? Yeah. And, and I think he is only one away from hitting A-Rods. Oh, wow. That's amazing. All right. So speaking of history, we're also watching Aaron Judge, who is not quite – he's not going to He's not gonna hit 70, um, but I will he hit 60? He's at 54 now, right? Yep, and the uh, and the Yankees record to beat is 61 with from Roger Maris. So 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 right now he's kind of chasing Yankees greats. Yep. So he's already passed some of like I mean Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, lots of big names, stinking Yankees. <laughs> oh and... no! I mean the old, the old school Yankees. You know, there's nothing wrong with old school Yankees. Just the current yeah, going Yankees. back to the Yankees stinking. <laughs> they have been on kind of a downfall recently. They lost the series to the Rays, which we actually went to the last game of the series. Yes, you did. You and Sunday. your dad. You and your dad went to that game, and they lost that one. But they did win the series. And just, you know, listeners out there should know, we live in Florida. So our teams are Florida teams. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) And that is also opening the door for going along with Florida teams, the Rays. Yep. Who are slowly catching up on the Yankees. Catching up. At this, um, as we're recording this, they are four games back, I think. Something like that. Something um, like that. For yeah. the AL East division, and they are leading the wild card right now. So by a half game, that was tight, very tight. Yeah, they are five games back. Yeah. So, so did you want to say something about? Are we talking about Shohei? Oh yes, we are. So Shohei has just been going absolutely crazy right now. He just got a two-homer game, game or two ago. And he is catching up for AL strikeout leader right now. Wow. That guy is a beast. I don't know when's the last time you saw someone that can pitch and hit the way he does. It's incredible. Exactly. All right. So 
we're moving on from baseball. We're heading into season two of this show. And for this one, we have da, 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 a new season alert. Woohoo! <laughs> We have a new season coming when the NFL gets underway with a big Thursday night matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the LA Rams. But then yep. all I see is the team that took my Tampa Bay Buccaneers out last season. So the the yeah. taste in my mouth is salt right now. Can you tell that I'm salty? Yeah, can hear it in your voice. <laughs> not not cheering for the Rams. Sorry, all you Rams fans out there, but I hope they lose. <laughs> yeah, Cooper Cup just had to make that incredible play, right? Hush, we're not talking about it. <laughs> but that's a big game. Um, it is the Bills and the Rams, and the Bills came oh so close last year. So is this the Bills' year? It could be. I mean, Josh Atlin has potential that's just waiting for it to pop up. Yeah, absolutely he does. And, of course, here in Tampa Bay, we're excited that Tom Brady is coming back. Yep, after saying he's retiring, probably just one super late April Fool's joke. (laughs) Season 23 of the 45-year-old man. Yeah, he said he was going to make it to 45, and look at that. And so he has. We love you, Tom Brady! Well, I do anyway. (laughs) And one of the most recent things in football news has been in this for the Steelers quarterback competition, Trubisky has been named QB1. Yeah, about that. And a captain, I think, I saw. Or well, Wow, okay, might, that's well, bold. Okay, you know what? I might have just lied about that. Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. But, yes, he is QB1 for the Steelers. So the, the post-Ben Roethlisberger era begins in Chicago. Or Chicago, listen to me. Pittsburgh. Um, so... After his yeah, stint with in Chicago, Trubisky. yeah. After his stint in Chicago, how do we think Trubisky's gonna shape up in Pittsburgh? So, as I've been talking about lately, I've been more of a Kenny Pickett type of person, even since he's been on Pittsburgh. You liked him, and, yeah. And I mean, when Justin Herbert was an option for the Dolphins, I got really angry because I thought he had some potential in him too. And then look at where he's at. Yep, you had a good instinct about Herbert, and you're thinking your Kenny Pickett instinct might might And match. also something I saw, like, just recently, too, that NFL execs predicted that Kenny Pickett would be Offensive Player of the Year, though being a backup. Wow. What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Which probably means, here's the thing, which that probably means, if that's, if that's a true thing, they probably don't think Trubisky's going to make it through the season. Yeah. As QB1. So we'll never know with Mike Tomlin. I was going to say Mike Tomlin is, we know Mike Tomlin well here because he was, uh, he was an assistant coach under Tony Dungy here in Tampa Bay. And so we're, you know, we're fans of Mike Tomlin and Mike Tomlin is a loyal guy. So unless Trubisky is really like stinking up the joint, I don't think he's going to yank him. All right. We're going to stay with football and the big story for the Florida Gators upsetting the then number seven ranked Utah Utes. Yeah, at weekend. least for us, it's the big story. Well, it's a big story because it was a big upset. I mean, it was the, I think it was, I mean, yeah, it was an unranked probably, team beating a number, a top 10 team. Definitely the biggest upset of the day. It's unusual. You wouldn't think of Florida over Utah as being a big upset normally, but, you know, nope. this is, this. these are the weird times. So, 
So Utah, you know, Utah's a good team. Utah's a really good team. And, you know, their quarterback is is good. They've got a good running game. They're a really yeah, good I'm really team. excited to see what Anthony Richardson can do this season. I know. Anthony Richardson really showed out. So, yeah. yeah. And the Gators' defense getting that Gator. clutch interception. Yes. Gator fans are psyched. Trust me, I am one. Yeah. But this Gator fan, one team that this Gator fan is a little bit nervous to see is Georgia. Yep. Is, is Georgia the team to beat? I mean <laughs> – it's honestly kind of hard to tell from one game because even though Georgia, or even though Oregon was 11th, I mean Florida was unranked. So, and something that you've always said that the preseason rankings are always kind of faulty. Yeah, pre- not faulty, but hard to hard to gauge. Like, yeah. how do you how do you like? Okay, you can say you know Alabama's number one and Ohio State's number two. Okay, I mean that's probably easy to justify, but until you see them play on the field, how do you know that Utah's seven and Florida's unranked? Exactly. How can you possibly so so the once especially 25... now that the Gators sorry interrupted, but especially since the Gators have Billy Napier now, right? Billy Napier did good things at Louisiana, so and you know anytime you have a new coach, there are lots of teams with new coaches. Um, LSU's new coach, what's his name? Brian Kelly, right? Yep. The guy from Notre, um, Dame. Notre Dame. You know, how's he going to turn out? You know, I mean, is he a good fit there? Does he really seem to fit the culture there? It's a, it's a strange thing, but he's a good coach. Yeah. He's a good coach. Is he a good coach in the wrong spot? I don't know. And we're not going to talk about the memes of Brian Kelly. <laughs> There's too many. <laughs> Trying to dance. <laughs> Ghosts, Tigers. And so while we're on the subject of college football, um, we might as well mention that we're also University of South Florida alumni. Um, your dad. Yeah, your dad let's just skip mom. that. Oh, we'll skip that. You just want to skip right over USF. Yeah, yeah. USF. There's not much to we say. We won't there. talk about that. We don't talk about USF. No, no. no, no. Okay. <laughs> and All also right. just thinking about Florida State, too. Um, mm-hmm. the Florida State LSU game, man, that was a thriller. It was all right. I actually did not see this game, but you saw the end of it. How how did that game end? So it was twenty four twenty three. This was the last play of the game. LSU was going for the extra point, and it was like obviously extra points are really short. So, but then. Just by a little bit, this Florida State defender blocked the extra point, and it just missed. Unbelievable! And yeah. then, and on then, that. like the whole and stadium went—or not the whole stadium, but well, everybody on the sidelines went crazy. <laughs> there were a lot of finishes like that. Like East Carolina yeah, missed. Ones. East Carolina missed. Uh, was that an extra point? I think it was. Oh yeah, and I don't think so- something that we haven't talked about. Like, just us two. Um, there was a Wyoming game. Yeah. Where this kicker, like, doinked off the top of the uh, the top of the post, and it to- just missed. No. Yeah, it just missed. And then they went into, like, double overtime, and they still won anyway. <laughs> so you never know. A wise man know. used to say, that's why they play the games. That's before your time. The old timers out there will know what that means. So we mentioned that 
Utah was number seven, and they are not anymore. And Florida was unranked. And we're talking about the AP, right? The yep. AP rankings. So why don't you, do you have them in front of you? I have them you in front read of them? me. All right. Go, go for it. Let's read them. So starting off with Utah, since they were the one that got chomped by the Gators, um, they are 13th right now. Losing six spots from that loss. The Gators, from being from being way down, like barely even getting votes for the top 25, are now at 12th place. Nice. Go Gators. Chomp, chomp. And Alabama still staying at number one after that absolute domination against Utah State. Ohio State saying similar. Michigan making a big move after their big win. Okay. Are they Clemson, three? Michigan's three? Michigan's four right now. Four. Who's three? Georgia. Ohio State. Wait. Who's... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> do, me, do one, two, three. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Georgia's number two. Okay, yep. so they jumped because they were three before, weren't they? Was it yep, they Ohio were. State number two? Okay. Wow. See, and Georgia, then Clemson, wow. like kind of surprisingly, they moved down one even though they took down yeah. Georgia Tech. Hmm. Oklahoma moving a little bit up at seventh. Notre Dame moving a little bit down at eighth. Okay. And Houston, even after – Winning the game, even though it was triple overtime versus a cupcake, <laughs> they moved down one to 25. Uh, I guess overtime versus a cupcake doesn't do you any favors. And one also kind of surprise from um, many of the people who predicted the top 25 before it even came out, Texas is not even in the top 25. Wow. They got third most receiving votes out of teams that did not make it, but kind of a surprise for some people. Hmm. Wow. So, yeah, I think that's all the – oh, and also after that game that we don't talk about, BYU moved up to 21st. Yeah, that was – well, good good job, BYU. That's all we'll say about that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So – I guess we'll have a new poll next week to talk about. So that'll yep. put the bow on that one. So now we will move on to season number three of our show where my kid will talk soccer because I know next to nothing about it. Thank you. So, and also I am like not this like crazy fanatic. I just, I just like know the big players and stuff like that. So I won't be talking too much. But first up, we've got Champions League. So this is, you know, the big European tournament for soccer clubs, football clubs, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And and to, so to start off with match day one, we've got um, Chelsea playing against another not as well-known team, Dynamo Zagreb. Oh, sure. Now, <laughs> yeah. one thing, one thing I'm going to say here, too, is that this whatever's in season uh, idea comes from the fact that you literally like all the sports, like all yep. the sport. There's not a sport that you don't enjoy. You've even chosen a favorite team in the Premier League, which is, you know, Chelsea. six time zones away from us. Yeah. 
Your and what is it? What's your favorite team? Chelsea. Chelsea. And you, yep. I don't even know how you came to choose Chelsea. Well, I did. Yeah. Just out of the blue. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so clever. Ah, oh, I didn't mean it to come out that way because they're blue. See, that's the joke, y'all. Yeah, it's, and and blue. one of their kind of chants too is like "Go Blues" and stuff like that. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Look, that, that worked really was. well. <laughs> so, anyway, the Chelsea game that I was talking about. Well, they got upset. One nothing, really a sad day. I mean, losing, you can lose to pretty much any of the other teams except that one. And then next game, going on to Group G, that past game was in Group E, by the way. It's Dortmund versus Copenhagen. So, got two bordering countries going at it. And Dortmund, not surprisingly, took a domination three to nothing. With two early goals and one late to come up with the beatdown. Then our first draw of the Champions League this year between FC Salzburg and AC Milan. Games one to one. Both teams scored goals near the middle of the game. And it looks like overall just kind of quiet. Milan had possession for most of it. But... Yeah, not too much happening in that one. And then we've got the Celtic Football Club from Scotland. Kind of ironic. Because, you know, more (laughs) over there. they're Celtic there, too. Yeah. Versus Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. So, and also something, like, I have for, just specifically for the Champions League, I have a fantasy team. And one of my players that, like, I wanted to pick off the bat was Vincius Jr. because he was the one that got that game clinching goal last Champions League. So <laughs> I got I got him and he turned out to be a good pick getting the first goal of the game, but then two more came soon after giving them a 3-nothing win. Hold on, I just want to make sure everyone understands exactly what it was you're saying here. You have a fantasy soccer team. Yeah. That's you have a fantasy so- fantasy soccer. He plays fantasy soccer. Yep, I do. You can have your baseball and football. Okay, he does those too. But he plays <laughs> fantasy soccer. That you are a true sports fan. Thank you. <laughs> are we still on soccer? Or are you done? Yeah, we're still on. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of. I said this was going to be quick, but I completely forgot that there's a lot of games to talk about. You don't have to. Read all of them, you know. <laughs> I don't, but I will. Okay, then. So, and going back to Group F, we have RB Leipzig versus, I'm not even going to try, but whoever played them. They actually <laughs> got upset 4-1 to one more than Chelsea, so at least we didn't get the worst upset. And our first two-goal performance by, again, not going to try that name. But, yeah, over- overwhelming for Leipzig, 4-1. to one. And then Manchester City, not surprisingly, taking their first dub against Sevilla. And then Erling brought Holland, as his full name. <laughs> and he got two goals. Again, not surprisingly, this guy's a beast. And then they got a couple later, later on, 4 nothing, the final. And then PSG versus Juventus. 
That's what, that game had a final of 2-1. Mbappe scored both of their goals pretty early. And then Juventus got one late but just couldn't catch up. And then, yeah, Benfica, again, not going to try the one that they played against. But it doesn't really matter who they played against because they won 2 nothing, got two goals around the 50th minute. And then, yeah, so that's all from the Champions League for today. Okay. And then also just like um, with the Premier League too, since that's the – that's like one of the main European leagues. Yep. And kind of fun to talk about sometimes. And that's the one that plays in the UK. Yep. Is that right? Okay. Yep. And so kind of surprisingly to start off the season, Arsenal is leading the Premier League now with 15 points, winning five and losing one. And then one of the obvious talking points is Manchester United, who started off terribly but is coming back with their new manager here. So it's looking bad for a moment there. And then my Chelsea at sixth, they're gaining spots, still not up to expectations. Liverpool really isn't. And then all the other teams that are kind of expected to be near the bottom are. You know what and, your dad would want to know, though? Hmm. Did, did they have a clean sheet? <laughs> yeah, kind of one of the odd soccer vocabulary. <laughs> it's the only thing that we know. It's the only thing your dad knows, clean sheet. Yeah. <laughs> and as I talked about with the Champions League, there were many of those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry, that kind of took longer than I thought. That's okay. That's okay. You... You like soccer. You can't help yourself. All right. Well, I'm going to throw a quick bonus. We're done with the main seasons, but I'm going to throw a quick bonus out there because it is also middle school cross country season. And Alex is in his second year representing his school out on the course. This proud mama right here was crying tears of joy last weekend when he set his personal record in a very tough race, I might add, one that you typically don't much like. I think you like it better now, but the course is kind of open and you don't like the fact that you can kind of look ahead and see how much farther you still have to go. It's kind of like a crazy mental thing, like when you look ahead and then it's like, oh my gosh, I still have that much left to go. Yeah. But then I kind of figured out to just like more look at the person in front of me and not really focus in on my surroundings. So you are a runner, you're a competitive runner on your cross-country team and you're doing such a wonderful job at it. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. you. (laughs) You're welcome. Do you like it? Do you like running cross-country? Yeah. It's pretty rewarding after the fact. I hate it. I like instantly regret it during, but... I think it's worth it. But then have you, as you're, like, once it's done, especially, and you can sort yeah. of appreciate yep. what you've accomplished, I think it's I think it's great for you. You're obviously very healthy. You're in very good condition. Coach, make sure of that, <laughs> right? Yeah. There are a lot yep. of early mornings, and summers were, you know, the summer runs were kind of hard, but they're paying dividends, and you're doing a great job, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. 
two extra bonus points I wanted to talk about, since that was kind of your thing. Okay. Um, Serena Williams. Yeah. She just had an incredible run on the U.S. Open. Got stopped short. Like, she she beat one of the best people in the world and then ran out of steam. But yeah. what an impact she had. Yeah, absolutely. She changed women's tennis. She and her sister. Yep. Shout out to Venus, too. Impact. Yep. Made a huge impact on on women's tennis. It's 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 the end of a season for her. We talk about seasons. It's the end of a season for her, but it's also the end of an era. So she was absolutely brilliant, and women's tennis owes her a great debt. Yeah, and also yeah. one thing that I saw in an article too about this, like it might be a little bit clickbaity, but <laughs> I saw like. Um, so it had like a thing like somebody was asking Serena Williams on a possible return because oh really already oh boy yeah and then she's gonna pull a Brady so is she gonna she pull said, a Brady and she said something like you never know oh no okay so well, I mean she can go out on her terms she can go and come back as on her terms she's yep she's earned that she's right the queen <laughs> yes yeah, she is. And then my last bonus point, um, so, Liv. Oh, boy. You really were going to do that. I thought maybe you weren't going to do that, but here we go. Nope. I wanted to talk about it. And also, <laughs> don't try to make this controversial because there wasn't really any PGA stuff this weekend. But... Alright, explain what Liv is. You might as well just, what's Liv? So, it's pretty much just this team-based golf thing where it's where they're, like, giving people a bunch of money to play. And it kind of seems like a fun idea. And kind of going along with that, um, man, what a tournament. Mm-hmm. You, like, watch the end of that last round. It's only three rounds. So the last part of the third round, it was crazy. It like, seems like they've they've found a way to to sort of engage the fans. Like, usually – Fans at a golf tournament are, they're not even really fans. They're at the Masters, they call them patrons. They're patrons. You know, and, but these people are fans and, you know, they play music and, yeah, it seems like a really fun party. Yeah. So, and then, like I was saying, really competitive, really close. They got the number, got the world's number two golfer not too long ago and he competed pretty well. Didn't make it on top, but there were three people in contention at the end that had to go into a playoff. Oh, Ooh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then, so the way it works for the playoff is that they play whole 18 over and over until they have a winner. Oh. Uh, wow. So, um, we got, we got down to the green and then Justin Johnson for Eagle Got this, like, long-distance putt. Everybody went crazy and won the tournament. (laughs) 2019 Master Champion, also a live champion. Wow. First American, I may add. Oh, all right then. We like that. Yeah. All right. Well, ending it on live, huh? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Ending it on a popular topic. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I guess maybe it could be someday. Who knows? Maybe. 
I mean, you know, you're out here talking about it, so I guess there are people who like it. So Yeah, and I'm one of those people. Yes, you are. And that's it for us. Thank you so much for joining us for our very first episode. We love talking sports, and we hope you had fun too. Stay tuned for future episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. We hope to have lots more content coming your way soon. For my son, Alex, I'm Kathy, and thanks again for chatting sports with us.